from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. Please remember to go to Cole's dressing room, wait five minutes and scream, Hey, there's no toilet paper in here! with Mark. So, if I have a glass of ice water and the ice melts into the water, is my water then watered down? Hmm. I may never know. Two douchebags in a microphone. More entertaining than a ruptured spleen. Next up, things overheard in hell. Hurry up. Kim Jong-un is playing Santa at the mall again this year. Yay! This is Two Douchebags and Microphone. I am Mark. And I am Rob. Hey, welcome everybody. Um, Anyhow, uh, we uh, are enjoying some uh, really good listenership. We thank you all for joining us. I mean, things... uh, I I, I don't know what... I mean, was it your Facebook page? I don't know what's doing it, but we had a really... I I don't know, but... uh, Yeah, the Facebook page is jumping up. It's jumping up faster and than I thought it would. And so are our listeners. So, um, everybody, thank you. Tell your friends. We want yeah, more people to listen. You. Yeah, I mean, uh, the more people listen, the better we can uh, we can become. Uh, our email is doucheb66 at yahoo.com. Um, and um, we take all suggestions, criticisms, everything. Let us know. We want to hear all of it. So, um, you know, uh, you have to, you have to, um, if, if it's true criticism, you have to um, listen to it. Um, if it's just oh, someone, uh, if it's just someone just motherfucking you, then that's different. And usually you can tell. Anyhow, what now? Oh, and by the way, Mark, uh, I want to give a shout out to my dear friend, Tabby, who okay. just got out of the hospital. Okay. Um. According to her, she's got like at least a half a dozen of her friends listening to us. That could account so thank for thank you each and one of you that know Tabby. You'll know who I'm talking about in the Kansas City area. Excellent. Well, a lot of our new listeners, uh, or this jump, was in the Kansas City area, so that would explain some of it right there. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. Um, uh, I uh, ran across this article, Rob, and... Um, do you do New Year's resolutions? I used to, but not anymore. That's the same with me. I kind of lost track of them. I used to do it, and now, to me, it's kind of like this. Just start doing it any day, and hopefully it catches on, right? Yeah, because if you... Nine times out of ten, you ain't going to accomplish it. So Un- why... Unfortunately... Why lie to yourself? That is true. Like, I'm going to swear off uh, sugar and corn syrup. Then the next next day, I'm like, well, I'm not going to swear it off. I'm just going to slow down. Then the next day, uh, I'm going to have another one. It's been very stressful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just so many variables, and rarely does it work. Well, there's a new updated study. This came from the New York Post. And uh, the article is uh, simply titled, New York Resolutions, Are They Outdated? So, here is what they found. 55% of Americans believe the concept of New Year's resolutions are outdated. Just like you and I were talking. I think a lot of people feel like we do, right? Where you're like, man, you know, just live it every day. Don't, don't designate the first of the year to go, all right, it's a new beginning. 
every day should be a new beginning. Every day should be an opportunity, right? Instead of it is oh, to me. yeah, you don't wait till oh, all right. Well, let's see. I got fifty-two more days, and then I could start doing things differently. So I think a lot of people feel like that, like we do. Fifty-two um, percent gave up on their resolutions by March, and I think that's very generous. <laughs> I think March is stretching it a little bit, honestly. But okay, I'll take it for what they say. Five percent stick to their resolutions for a full year. Even to me, that sounds a little inflated. What, what do you think, Rob? Yeah, that, that kind of sounds inflated to me. Yeah, me too. So, um, maybe not. Maybe there's people with great willpower that are able to do it. Maybe that's 5% of could everybody be. they have. Could, so, could be. So, I don't know. Um, next. The survey also looked at why resolutions don't seem to work and found respondents feel too pressured by them. And I would agree. I would agree. That's how come I'll always I'll come out a couple days before when I used to do resolutions with this big list. I'm going to hammer down on this, this, and this. And then when it comes New Year's Day or the night of, you know, all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? I better just take it easy because I won't follow the real strict ones. So I'm going to calm it down a little bit. I'm just going to do this, this, and this. So I'm already talking myself out of the brunt of it, you know? Right. So I think everybody is probably like that to a degree. You may not um, do it exactly like that, but something, some form of like that. 40% don't feel they create lasting change. And 34% feel like it's a chore. Yeah? It is kind of a yeah. chore. When, when you wait 52 days or whatever, like I just mentioned, to come up with something that's going to help you the rest of your life and this big uh, um, epiphany about how you need to do things and just, I can see everything clearer and I got to do this. That does put a lot of pressure and it does seem like a chore if you take it to that level. So... Yes, I see that too. It's no surprise that when 43% admitted to purposely breaking a resolution in the past, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 43% to me seems a little low. Because, yeah, uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I purposely kind of break them early. Pretty much everybody I know never makes it to their New Year's resolution. Yeah, and, and here's here's my thought on it is is like, well, I'm not going to accomplish this right now. I can just tell by the way it's going right now. So, you know, why wait a couple of days? Just go ahead and just start going back to normal right now. So, I get it. That, that, that's why I quit even doing it. Millennials. Because I realized I never followed up on it. Yes. Millennials um, admitted to more of breaking of these, of doing this, 57% said that they purposely broke a resolution in the past. So I think millennials might be a little bit more honest about it. So, Yeah. The top reasons that people have not been able to stick to their resolutions are they don't feel motivated at 38%. Yeah. 25% claimed their priorities had changed and 23% forgot about it, which I've been, I've been on that bandwagon before, where it's like, oh, shit, I just, uh, I, I don't know, whatever it was, I, I just cussed, or um, I, I, I don't know, you know, I just picked my nose, whatever, you know, and then it's like, oh, man, I was going to stop that. And then about the third time you forgot, you were never serious about it in the first place, right? Right. So... Okay, Gen Z and Millennials are most interested in giving it another go when they fail for the year. See, they're not as beat down as us, you know. I've had 57 years on this planet, and I know when I'm beat. Millennials and Zs are still getting beat down, and when they get our age, they'll be like, eh, fuck it, I'm not going to, nah, I'm beat. I, I'm not giving it another go next year, it's not going to work. You see, they just haven't been beat down enough yet, but they will. Believe me, you'll be beat down enough. And after you turn 50, you're going to be like, ah, screw it. 
All generations' most common resolutions are health-related at 54%, and at food is 51%. So 54 are health, and 51 is food. So those go hand-in-hand. So what they mean by a food resolution is eating better. So eating better and health are the same thing, essentially, right? Yeah. So most over half, well over half, of all the resolutions are about, you know, being uh, being healthy. Gen Zs are more financial goal-related at 55%, while millennials are focused on food-related resolutions at 60%. Oh, there's a big divide right there between the Gen Zs and, uh, and the millennials. Gen Zs are trying yeah. to, you know, and I got a theory on that too. After a while, you get tired chasing the money, right, Rob? Yeah, you do. Yeah. And that little bit of overtime scrap that they throw at you, you don't necessarily give a shit about. What you give a shit about is going home and doing what you want to do and enjoying your life. So millennials have a little bit more time of that, where Gen Zs are still trying to build everything to where they can get to where they can go, you know what, I don't need the scraps, forget it, I'm I'm not doing it. Gen X and baby boomers are focused on general health which makes sense we're the oldest of the groups you know boomers are you know up in their 70s and 80s and gen z's are in their 50s and i think the latest gen z would be almost 60 or not z gen x the latest gen x would be you know almost 60. so yes naturally we're going to be focused on our general health 50 52 percent of xers and 53 percent for uh, boomers, and this is for health. I'm really surprised the Xers uh, being more health uh, because you know I'm in I'm in this Facebook group that are uh, it's called Gen Xers. The site is just complete garbage, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, you know because it, it's it's become more of a guess my age baiting. I, I I'm getting sick of it because you have people that just are dying for a compliment or to be um, or, or to be vindicated that they look look young for their age or whatever you know the, the Xers seem and, and I'm an Xer to either have been um, hugged um, and told they're special too much or not enough but it's very annoying that people use these platforms uh, fishing for compliments Maybe health resolutions translate into fitness and looking better. Maybe that's why Xers are like that. I don't know. But, um, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, it's really annoying when you find a group like that and you think they're going to be talking about music and you think they're going to be talking about different things. Like, I don't know, this, uh, this arthritis cream works well. But all it is is a bunch of people with filters trying to look young and fishing for you look young compliments. It's like 80% of the posts are, guess my age. And people are going to stop doing it because people have been brutal and nobody's stopping them. The administrators aren't stopping them. I mean, it's funny. Um, uh, you know, like one person said, let me guess, you're looking for a dentist. And another one said, um, you might try a different foundation that does, doesn't does accentuate your hairs. Maybe a micro abrasion. <laughs> Just all, all this stuff. And it's for a female. So, anyhow, you know, people just get really cruel, and I don't blame them because they're like me. They get sick of people fishing for compliments. So, anyhow, that was um, New York Post's uh, survey. I'm not sure if they done it or if they got it from somewhere else. I didn't read that, so I don't know. So, anyhow, um, there you go. So, I've got a River Market story coming up, but do you have something you want to get to here, Rob? Yeah, actually, uh, I can make this one a fairly quick one. Okay. Uh, did you hear that Sammy Hagar invited David Lee Roth to sing with Van Halen or sing on the Van Halen tribute tour? Yes, okay, it changed, it morphed. Is that what you're talking about? Because yeah, well, I, I have a quick one that breaks it down. Okay. Because I've been reading like four, I had like well, four or five different stories. Hey, hang on, hang on. Let's let's uh, preface this with this. 
when the story first came out, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, it was Sammy Hagar asked David Lee Roth to co-tour with him like they did many years ago, the Sammy and Dave Part 2. That was the first initial report, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the first initial okay. report. But, but, then, but then, go ahead, Rob. I just wanted everyone to know what the first report was, and then now, what what is it? Because I think I know what you're going to say. As previously reported, David Lee Roth recently accepted Sammy Hagar's invitation to take part in his Van Halen tribute tour. However, Hagar has since clarified that Roth is only welcome to join for a show or two. Hagar told a fan the following when asked about Ross' willingness to take part. He can come out and sing a song and a, on a show or two if he can remember the words. He's not invited on a tour. No fucking way. It was to sing a song with us somewhere like a lot of singers, guitars, etc. are going to do on his tour. I know better than to have him on tour again. Been there done that you, you want me to break this down rob what i think happened break it down buddy okay sammy has been dogging dave for a long time now david lee roth he can't sing anymore his voice is gone um god bless him he just can't do it anymore he had to quit the kiss tour because he could not do it anymore um right. and then he went to vegas and did a residency and then he retired after a couple of shows he cannot do it anymore his voice is gone he never did have the best voice i mean he was such a great showman and i love the van halen with david lee roth a thousand times better than the stuff with sammy hagar and i love david lee roth's voice in his prime a thousand times better than sammy hagar's but okay well he, let me, he never let did me have that great a voice the whole story Okay. Let me add something to the whole story, which I have not heard the other half of it. Okay. Uh, the original invitation was to David Lee Roth and Alex Van Halen. Yes. I have not heard whether Alex is accepted or not. Um, I don't believe he has responded. Thank you. I don't know. I don't think he's going to respond. Here's why. Um, his brother, Eddie Van Halen, went to his deathbed without talking to Sammy Hagar or an official, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let's, uh, let's bury the past. They ended on bad terms, and they never did bury the hatchet before Eddie died. So I don't think Alex will have anything to do with Sammy Hagar because of that. Yeah, it, good point. Good point. Yes. And the the Van Halens have always been weird about stuff anyhow. I mean, I love them. Yeah. Very talented brothers. Eddie was one of the best ever, if not the best, at modern guitar. So, you know, um, I never, I don't expect Alex to even answer. I, I think he's just like, you know what? He's giving the middle finger without giving the middle finger. He's notorious for doing that. He's, very, he's a very private person. He's not in the spotlight. So I don't expect him to answer to anything. But I'll tell you what I think happened. Okay. Sammy Hagar was making fun of David Lee Roth constantly. And Sammy Hagar invited David Lee Roth on the tour initially thinking David Lee Roth would say no. I think David Lee Roth thought about it. He goes, you know what? I'm going to show this piece of shit. He's not going to, he doesn't want me on the tour anyhow, so I'm going to accept the invitation. And then I think Sammy Hagar camp was like, oh shit, what do we do now? He accepted. And then they're like, oh, well, well, we didn't mean the whole tour. You know, I mean, it happens all the yeah. time. They go, well, yeah. they, uh, they got it wrong. They got the story wrong. It was never that. So I think there's a little bit of that going on. So anyhow... It was really kind of cruel for him to invite David Lee Roth, and I think he meant it like that because he knows David Lee Roth can't do it anymore. It'd be like asking someone that couldn't walk to jump up out of their wheelchair and start walking, right? Right. It would be a big fuck you to them is what it would be. And that's exactly what uh, Sammy Hagar, I believe, in my opinion, done 
unless I'm completely wrong on reading this, I believe that that's what he done to try to embarrass David Lee Roth. So anyhow, so when David Lee Roth came back and said, yeah, I'll do it. He's like, mm, oh, got to shut this down right now. And then, you know, and then Alex Van Halen is being very clever about it, not even answering. So anyhow, um, okay, let's take a little break. Then we're going to come back with my uh, River Market story today that happened today. How's that sound? Oh, sounds great. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Invisible ass paddlings, new douche flavors, and horrible pranks? What the fuck is wrong with these guys? And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. Let's see. If a worm could talk, would it be argumentative? I may never know. Now, from the makers of the Who Bit My Asshole board game comes the Rob Rad Jigsaw Puzzle. That's right, put Rob back together. This brilliant glossy photo of Rob wearing a loincloth in a rainforest is the perfect stocking stuffer. Order now and get a free butt plug keychain. The apocalypse just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Dandelion can be stewed with wild mustard and wild garlic for a very tasty stew. You could even introduce our old friend the hickory nut for a bit of smoky flavor. Brick shithouse energy drink! drink. That's right, Brick. Shit house energy drink. Make that little girl. Chew off your balls. You want to fuck shit up? You want to cross the road? Brick shit house is for you. Please enjoy Brick shit house energy drink responsibly. It's not readily available anywhere because of liability issues. Like previously mentioned, I went to the River Market today. I like to go to the River Market and uh, sit in the commons area where we uh, do the show at whenever we're lucky enough to get down there and do it. Um, yeah. And um, anyhow, I sit down there and uh, write material. It's a great place to write material. I love it. It's a very way to calm your mind to me. It's my happy place. So um, I went to the River Market today to write material. The restroom at the City Market Coffee Roasters is upstairs. It's a set of spiral stairs. It's kind of a pain in the ass to get there. Um, The room upstairs includes a uh, cozy small couch, a big chair, and two tables and chairs. Very small tables. I was sitting in the commons area um, um, in front of the City Market Coffee Roasters. You know, we, we all know coffee has to make you take a dump, right? All right. All right. Usually a pretty healthy one. And whenever you get a coffee dump... It just, it, it, I mean, it's like, uh, you have to do it, right? It's like, oh, oh man, whoo. So I'm sitting out there kind of squirming. I'm like, man, gosh, maybe I can hold this off. I'm crowning. Oh shit. So the, you know, the commons area is technically indoors. Uh, what they do is they close the bay doors. Uh, you know, people are constantly opening the door coming in from the outside. Uh, that whole commons area can become very chilly. And this morning, with the temps in the uh, lower 20s, it was very chilly. So the restroom, like I said before, is upstairs. It's in a very small room, like I mentioned, with a couple of tables and, you know. And, um, I, you know, I get a very uh, very strong dump pain in my gut, right? I proceed yeah. upstairs to do the set activity. I'm a, I, so I go up the stairs, and I got my laptop. I got my coffee. Um, I got my um, phone, and I got my notepad, and I got all this stuff that I'm carrying up there, okay? And so, I'm like, man, okay, boy, the room's full. Shit. So, uh, anyhow, but the restroom's open. So, the latch on the door in the restroom is broken, and it will not close. So, you physically have to hold the door closed, which wasn't easy. 
I accomplished this feat with some difficulty. I had to put all my stuff on the ground, which I didn't like doing. And then I had to, you know, pick it all back up afterwards, you know. So I finish up. And um, I want to stay up there if I can to write, you know, in the warmth. But all the tables were occupied. I leave the small room for downstairs, um, you know, because it's full up. I go back um, out to the commons area. It's still very chilly. I start to notice all the upstairs room is cleared out. I didn't mean to, but my fecal odor actually made everybody exit quick because the door wouldn't close. And <laughs> so next next time I need a fucking chair up there, if I need a table to write material, I know what to do. I mean, if you can you must go. if you can muster up a dump, and all these people when they were leaving were giving me the glare, and I'm like, what the hell did I do? And then after they all left, I kind of, oh yeah. Oh my God! I stunk him out of the room. And anyhow, <laughs> at that point I stayed down there in the commons area and I was starting to warm up a little bit. And I was like, "Fuck it!" But you know what? Fuck him. I thought it was funny, and I'm going to try to do it every time I can down there. <laughs> as long as that latch on that door will not close, as long as that wo- as long as it won't close right and it keeps coming open, I'll keep doing it because there's no way they can close the door. They have to smell my shit. So. <laughs> anyhow it was pretty damn cool enjoyed it immensely because that's what kind of prick i am so anyhow um that's the guy we both are yes you would have been a proud papa too you would have been looking oh, at it ah, yeah smell my nectar smell it yeah devour my aroma eat up eat up so Anyhow, sorry, got a dry throat, and whenever I force something like, eat up, it makes me cough. Again. Okay. You know, um... Happens to us old guys. It does. Yes, it does. It happens more and more. My sinuses are fucked, my throat's fucked, everything is fucked. So, anyhow. But my colonoscopy was good, so that's good. That's awesome. So I got one thing going for me, right? Okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the um, you know, uh, a few podcasts ago, I went into RC, Royal Crown Cola, and I went yeah. into its origins, right? Stuff like this yeah. interests me. I hope it interests the people out there, too. So, you know, I've been on this RC kick because I get tired of the big two. I get tired of Coke. I get tired of Pepsi. I get tired of Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I get tired of Sprite, all that stuff. And so, I need something different. And RC was from my childhood, and with that new retro label, it's more enticing to me than ever to go buy this soda because it has the familiar logo from when I was a child and, you know, hey, you know, getting an RC. So, anyhow, today, the secret name behind Pepsi. Okay, first off, the soda was invented in 1893 by pharmacist Caleb Brandham. It was created to promote digestion and boost energy, and its name comes from dyspepsia, also known as indigestion. The original Pepsi-Cola name was called Brad's Drink. Brad was was a customer looking for relief from chronic indigestion. So Brad was kind of a guinea pig of sorts, the name was not catchy, so the name Pepsi came about from dyspepsia, which means indigestion. And a pharmacist came up with this, and that is how Pepsi, the name, was originated and that, and from the name indigestion. So there is your um, history lesson, if you will. And um, I think, yeah, I think... Uh, Everybody knows the origin of Coca-Cola, but I will go into it, and I will also go into the origin of Dr. Pepper, Sprite, 7-Up, and everything. And um, to me, this stuff uh, fascinates me. I hope it does to you. If you don't like it or you love it, doucheb66 at yahoo.com. Let us know. You, th- you, think, uh, you think it's a boring segment? Let me know. I'll definitely, uh, um, I'll definitely consider not doing it again. But I think most people are like me. And Rob, do you find that stuff fascinating? Yes, I do. 
Okay. Uh, because I grew up drinking RC also. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, the sooner I could get away from Canfield's Orange that my mom and dad bought because it was cheap, the better. Yeah. And they used to get it at the uh, um, Fina station. I, I think I thought it was a Sinclair station, but I got to remember where um, it was over on uh, Winter Road, um, going towards Independence, and we went to Lake, uh, we went to Lake that way. We lived in uh, uh, Northeast Kansas City, and so Independence Avenue would turn into Winter Road, I believe, when you got out towards Independence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. And there was a Fina station there, and they had these big stacks of Canfield's Orange. Like ridiculously cheap generic soda, and my parents would splurge for that every now and then. Go, all right, let's get a case of this. And um, at first it was great, but then you know I tried a real soda, and I was like, oh man, that stuff is fucking horrible. So anyhow, ever since I could buy my own soda with my own money for mowing lawns or whatever, whatever the hell I had to do, pick up bricks, I don't know, whatever. Um, you know, I would buy something like RC or Pepsi, but yeah, I remember loving RC a lot when I was young, and the famous red, white, and blue can with the you know big RC on the front of it. But anyhow, on with you. It's nostalgic, and and uh, anyhow, I went into oh, the. Oh, dude! I didn't tell you. Yeah. When on um, Black Friday, uh-huh. I went up to see my mom. Took mom to lunch. Uh huh. And we went to Cracker Barrel in Columbia, Missouri. Mm hmm. Right behind me was a knee-high sign. Oh, which one? Dude, I would have loved to have that thing. Was it a specific knee-high sign or just a generic knee-high sign? Oh, it it had all the flavors on it. Oh, man. Yeah, that brings back memories. I would have loved to have that sign. Oh, and by the way. Um, Coaches, this local bar and grill, there's four or five of them around Kansas City area. It's called Coaches. Um, like I mentioned, we had... Rel- i heard of them. Okay. Well, you've probably yeah. even been to one. You used to live around Kansas City, no. so... Uh, no, okay. I've never been to one. Okay. Well, anyhow, um, they had on tap Yinling Hershey's. And I had one. Right on. And it was very good. Very good. Uh, I think the tap... The draft might be have a little bit more of a chocolate flavor than the can. So, Rob, if you get a chance, I suggest trying to draft. It was a it was a fantastic beer, dude. I really enjoyed it. So, anyhow, um, I all I can say is out. I've I've only had out of bottle. Okay, out out of draft, out of draft. It seemed to me like it had a pretty damn good chocolate uh, flavor to it, but a nice beer kick at the end of it. So it was yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. Same thing for you? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much out of the bottle. Yeah. Okay. We'll try a draft. I think a draft's probably going to be a little bit better for something like that. But, so. but like I said, I, my personal taste. I would like just a tad bit more chocolate. Okay. Then maybe I was Not just... a lot, just a tad. Okay, then maybe my taste is a little less chocolate, a little bit more beer, so it worked for me, but okay. Anyhow, it was really good. I enjoyed it, so... Oh, yeah, it's definitely working. Yeah, yeah. So, I see how come they do it now, because I was kind of like, hmm, uh, I don't know, but because yeah. I've tried chocolate porters and stouts before, and I really have not enjoyed them very much. I didn't enjoy the collaboration of the two, but Yinling to me done it just perfectly. It just had just enough of a chocolate flavor, and then kicked out, and then the beer uh, aftertaste came in. So anyhow, um, uh, did you uh, hear about KFC um, reaching out to Travis Kelsey? Huh. Okay. Uh, KFC responds to Travis Kelsey after he revealed he is uh, spending Thanksgiving alone eating KFC chicken because of Taylor Swift's tour commitments. Yeah, I remember that story. Okay, yeah. KFC reached out to Travis with a hilarious message after he joked around about being alone on his New Heights podcast he does with his brother Jason. KFC responds on Twitter or X, if you will, at T. Kels. 
you belong with us. So you're not alone. You know, that's what they're saying. Uh, Jason Kelsey uh, offered Travis an invite to his Thanksgiving with his wife and children. Travis opted not to because of logistics and doing extra practice with the team. I guess it worked. The 31 to 17 smashing of the Raiders is, uh, if if that's any indication, they should practice every fucking day uh, um, uh, for 24 hours. So, anyhow, they responded very well. They could actually catch a ball this time. So, um, oh, that reminds me. When we get done, I got a story about that game. Oh, okay. Update. Um, okay. And then uh, the update is Kelsey did indeed order KFC um, at his place with some NFL pals per People Magazine. 56-piece fried chicken, 80 hot and spicy wings, catering-sized mashed potatoes, two mac and cheeses, and two corns. And um, is your um, for three of them? Um, I for three people. Was that for three people? I'm joking. Oh, okay. I was gonna go. Wow. Okay. Well, anyhow, I'm not I sure. No, they they them football players can put away a lot of food, man. Yes, they burn it off. You know, they're like boxers. Yeah, yeah. Boxers will do like ten thousand calories a day, and they'll burn off twelve thousand. You know, so yeah, uh, yeah, so. Um, okay, you had a story along that line, something you said? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, had, it has to do with the Raiders-Chiefs game. Okay. The Las Vegas Raiders sent a bold statement to the locker room after they cut a player a day after an ugly scene on the sideline Sunday. The Raiders had some frustrated players during their 31-17 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 12. Four-time All-Pro cornerback Marcus Peters. Gee, why is that name sound? <laughs> because he was a Chief and we cut him because he was a malcontent. Um, supposedly he attacked a coach um, on the team bus. Next day, he was traded or cut. Okay. okay. Well, this happened just this week. Okay. Four-time All-Pro quarterback Marcus Peters had a serious altercation with head coach Antonio Pierce on the sideline. Antonio Pierce is a tough son of a bitch. Marcus Peters better Peters. watch his ass. Go ahead. Peters, Peters, pull was pulled from the game. According to Vic Tafer with The Athletic, the Raiders released Peters Monday morning. The Raiders saved nearly $1.5 million by cutting Peters before he could earn performance-based incentives. <laughs> good, good. The guy is... That's why I brought this up because I remembered that. I, I remember that story you were talking about. Yes, it, yeah. This, this is not an isolated incident. No, this has been going on. Every team he's ever been with, he's been just like pretty yeah. much tossed aside. The guy has all the talent in the world. In my opinion, he oh has... Oh, my God, he I has, loved him with the Chiefs. He has a nickel brain and a, and a $100 talent. I mean, to put it in perspective. Yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't use his brain. You know, he, he goes off on coaches. He goes off on authority. Um, you know, he takes plays off. He, he just, but the talent is there, but he cannot put it together. He, he just right. always has a way of screwing himself and the team that he's with. So, anyhow, yeah. You know what? If the Raiders cut you because you're a malcontent, you can damn well bet you're a malcontent. Now uh, you better you you better figure your career's over. That's my guess. I wouldn't think any team would pick him up now for anything. And as many times this has happened, no. No. Why would you? Why in the world would you do that? I mean, this guy isn't the. To me, he just seems like he kind of divides a locker room anyhow with his antics. So. You can't let yeah. someone keep doing antics like that because when you do that, 
then you're giving a message to the rest of the team that you can do whatever you want. So, uh, anyhow, you know, um, the, K- Chiefs, the, K- the Kansas City Chiefs fans were so loud at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Skip Bayless mistaked the game for Arrowhead. We all know some... <laughs> We all know Skippy gets a little confused, but the Chiefs Kingdom was real with a (laughs) bullet. Well, he's the guy that kept saying that Patrick Mahomes wasn't that great and that uh, Dak Prescott was better and and just he loved to motherfuck us, you know. Any chance he got to motherfuck Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, he did. He is a Chiefs hater. He loves the uh, um, he loves uh, the Cowboys and and uh, and anyhow, he he was just he's such a blowhard. He's a counter programmer. He doesn't really have anything to say, in my opinion. He doesn't um, really offer anything except whatever somebody says. He um, he just counters it, like Shannon Sharp will go, uh, Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback ever, and then first thing he's going to go, oh no way, nah, no, Dak Prescott's better or whoever, you know. He's just a counter-program to whatever you say. You say Tom Brady, um, uh, best quarterback ever, or you know, or Bill Belichick, whatever. But whatever you say, whatever Shannon Sharp says or anyone else says, he has to counter-program it because he doesn't have any originality that he thought of. I don't even know how the hell he even got to where he's at with his little talent, in my opinion, that he has. So, anyhow... Um, how about if we take a break and we come right back with the word of the year, according to Merriam-Webster. Does that sound good? This is going to be interesting. It is. We'll be right back. just thought a puppy in half. Hey there, don't worry, I have a clown nose. Oh no, that drunk guy just hit my child. It is okay, I have a clown nose. Clown nose, just put one on and you can do anything. Want to run for office? Murder people in public? Just grab a clown nose and bam, everyone laughs. Clown noses are sold at keg stores online and pedophile conventions. Grab one today and make magic happen. And now, a brand new feature. Strange insults from an alien. May you always step in a wet spot after putting on fresh socks. A lot of podcasts just come from a can. Here at Two Douchebags and a Microphone, we pour our own podcasts. Next up. Things overheard in hell. Man, Axel Rose is such a great childhood therapist. I hope he writes more books. Hey, look, I think we found land. Oh my god, I think we're safe. Oh no, it's the island of horrible jokes. Bags and a microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. All right. Um, before we get to the uh, Harry Asshole Olympics uh, final of this round, round two, is it? Is that what we figured out, or is it round three? Yeah, uh, round round two. two. Okay, round two. Before we get to the final of the round two of the Harry Asshole Olympics, I have the word of the year. The Webster Merriam word of the year. This is Webster Merriam Dictionary. The word of the year is authentic. And here's why. If what we search for is any indication of what we value, then things aren't looking great for artificial intelligence. 
Authentic was selected as the 2023 Word of the Year by Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Leading among the most looked up words in the dictionary, 500,000 entries, the company said in a press release Monday. After all, this was a year of chat GPT, disrupted uh, academic integrity, and uh, AI drove Hollywood actors and writers to the picket lines. Because that was one of, did you know that? Is, uh, that was a, one of the biggest points about the Hollywood um, writer and actor strike was AI, artificial intelligence, taking their jobs. They have it in their contracts okay. that they can't use AI to a certain degree. Okay, I knew it was part of it. I didn't know it was that big a part of it. Yeah, because AI can do this. Um, let's take uh, um, Tom Cruise, okay? AI can, you can give AI a picture of Tom Cruise, and they could make a movie with his image, and it will look just like him and act just like him. So you see that slippery slope? Like we're talking last podcast, I believe, we're talking about how it's going to get to where someone can come up and go, I didn't do that crime. Uh, I know. We've been saying that. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah, they're going to go, well, it's on video. They're going to. That video was AI-generated. I was not there. And how, if okay. it's that good, how can you prove he was there? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Come on. Think about it. Our favorite one, Gary Busey, buttered sausage. Yes. <laughs> it, it was so believable that Gary Busey had to come out with a statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and how Gary Busey came out with a statement, I'll never know, but he did it. I, he's fucking crackers and crayons fucking just teapot yeah, fucking over kettle fucking nutso. But he was cognizant enough to go, I didn't do this buttered sausage. What the hell are they talking about? He had to come up with a rebuttal, which is funnier than hell. It makes it a, it makes it so much funnier that someone like Gary Busey took note and had to come out and go, ah, uh, I'm from Texas and we don't do butter on our socks. He said something like that. It was funny. Yeah. So, um, okay. So anyhow, on social media, millions signed up to be real. Beauty filters sparked uh, a big backlash, and Elon Musk told uh, brands to be more authentic on Twitter, which is now X, before deciding to change them all to uh, $8 a month to prove that they are who they say they are. So, you see, that's another thing uh, that authentic covers. You have to pay $8 a month. That way they can, uh, um, they have, they can spend the resources to prove that that's you because that proves that you're authentic okay let's say that i was really famous okay and someone comes up with the handle the real mark wallace and then i'm like what the fuck that's okay. that's not me okay, I see what you're talking about. yeah then you have to spend eight bucks a month to have that blue check mark to say we checked this guy out and he is actually really mark wallace so that is why the word authentic is the word of the year. And I agree with Web- uh, Merriam-Webster 100% because that is the future that we're looking at and the future that you're going to have to prove you're you. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Who would have ever thought it would have come to this? So I thought that's what an ID was for. I, I, yeah, I was wanting flying cars. I wasn't wanting this shit. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I wanted the Jetsons, dude. Yeah, I was wanting the Jetsons, man. At no, I, 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 get, wanted, I wanted a dog named Astro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to like ship the kids off in their little fucking space tote in their little uh, yeah. In their, yeah, and go. Okay, we'll see you tonight. And then float off to another planet. <laughs> Nope, but hey, instead, hey, what what was the daughter's singing boyfriend? Oh, shit. I think that um, reminds me a lot of my daughter's boyfriend. So. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah. you like him, don't you? No, I don't. Oh, you don't? Oh, no. okay, I got it wrong. I'm sorry. 
Okay. Well, no, no, no. This, this new one? Yeah. Okay, this was the one. a lot of her ex-boyfriends. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyhow, let's finish out this. No, this new one I like. This new one I like. That's what I thought you said. Okay. Okay. Uh, 2023 was a year the authenticity morphed into performance. It's very meaning made fuzzy amidst the onslaught of algorithms and alternative facts. The more we crave it, the more we question it. And alternative facts is where... Um, remember how I was, we were talking about even Snopes and a lot of these fact-checkers are wrong? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, uh, let's go back to earlier in this podcast, Sammy and Dave tour. Look at that one. Yeah. How many different stories and versions are there? Who could well, say... the stories I was talking about was different steps through the whole process. Mm-hmm. As they were coming out. So the, the story I was working on, it all led up to this. Yes. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, everything that we've been talking about would indicate that authentic should be the word of the year for Merriam-Webster. I agree with it. And, uh, yeah, 100%. I get 100%. it. 100%. 100%. Yep. Okay, um, should we uh, go on to the Harry Asshole Olympics, Rob? We shall. All right. Let me uh, go ahead and uh, introduce the Harry Asshole Olympics. This uh, this is um, a contest that Rob and I dreamt up, and it is just simply guessing who has a hairier asshole. Um, no fact in it at all, just how we think someone asshole would look like hair wise famous people famous, famous people. people yeah yeah i can't go uh billy down the road uh, right yeah yeah so this is famous people thank you rob so uh, although seeing how i am in this on this show it's made me famous i have been on this list yes because everybody that listens to this podcast does know rob and rob was on the list i um i actually um promoted him i put him on my list and rob lost who did you lose to i forgot uh mick foley you lost to mick foley yes that's right and if you would went uh, to a different guy you probably would have won because rob's but, rob but i beat out jake sully from avatar <laughs> yes he did and, and the he, human version, Jake Sully. And that was a Topher call, wasn't it? Did that go to Topher? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Because I was not, I did not vote on myself. It, they all went to Topher. Yes. <laughs> and just on this fair, contest, just to be fair, and also let everybody know on this contest, Topher is the high ruling authority. If we have something in question, we send it to him, and what he says goes. And he's made a couple of calls here of uh, of who wins. So, and he also did the uh, bigger ass bag, and he picked uh, um, Baker Mayfield over Jimmy Garoppolo. Last uh, last podcast. So Good we job. use we Good use job. yeah yeah I agree. He, with he was in agreement. Yes, I agree with it a hundred percent as well. Um. Okay. Um, Topher is our godfather. Yes, he is. Yep. The uh, one of the uh, biggest. Uh, um, uh, what would you call it? Uh, um, facilitators, uh, igniters, uh, catalysts. One of the biggest catalysts of this show. I mean, it would have never got off the ground if he did not uh, figure some stuff out about RSS and other things about podcasting and uh, and actually learned the software way before I did and taught it to me. So um, anyhow, um, Topher is the final ruling on all of these. And anyhow, every time we get a chance to salute him, we do. We hope one of these days He'll at least do a regular segment again, if not even be part of the show regularly. So, anyhow, it's in his hands, and we would love for him to come back in any fashion. After all, after all, we are one big family. Yes, we are. And if it ever comes down to anything, we will be three douchebags in a microphone, but the name is copyrighted, so it has to be two douchebags in a microphone legally. But 
it can be three douchebags in a microphone easily. Well, we'll be we'll be two douchebags and a microphone and a nice ass cheek. I'll be the ass cheek. Okay, there we go. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, Rob, go ahead. You have the list. This is you. All righty. First up, we have Abe Lincoln versus Zach Galifianakis. Ooh. Okay. Okay. We got to talk this out, right? Okay. Abe Lincoln, back in those days. Now, Zach Galifianakis is one of the hairiest people I've ever seen, right? Oh my God! Yes. I mean, he he's got he's got hair on top of his hair. He's got hair growing out of hair follicles. I mean, this guy is just got fucking thick hair everywhere. I could only imagine how bad his asshole hair is. But you're also talking about Abe Lincoln in the Old West hygiene, which is Rob's yeah. uh, very famous yeah. uh, segment which people love. It's a very popular segment, and this is where Rob points out the hygiene in Old West. So, um, if you've or, heard, if you've heard as, some... As the article says, lack of. Lack hygiene. of, yes. And if you heard any of his, uh, um, any of his segments on Old West hygiene... Um, it would you would almost have to go with it reminds me we're due for one yes we yes we are um but i also love the american songwriters list too especially the back masking one that was fucking tough rob i love that one (laughs) so um um i'm gonna have to go reluctantly i love zach galifianakis but and i love that pick um do you still have a save rob Yeah. Do you feel inclined? Okay. Do you feel inclined to save Zach? Because well, I don't know. You you have to pick two. Uh, because of old West hygiene or lack of. I'm gonna well, have to go with Abe. Here, okay, go ahead. Here's what I was. Here's what I was thinking. Okay. We end this one tonight. Okay. All right. Which means we have no room to put in saves because we're two against two and our two bands. Okay. Um, So we pick the winners between these two and then put them against each other and then do the bands. Okay. All right. Then I. That's what I'm. And then we. And then we'll move on to a new segment. Rob, you're right. We're going to go ahead and cap this off. We've been needing to for a long time. We're that close. We're this close. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to go with Abe Lincoln only because of Old West hygiene, but I think Zach Galifianakis kicks his ass on every other aspect. Your thoughts? Abe Lincoln got my vote because of Old West hygiene. Okay. Abe Lincoln wins that round next one Rob and our next battle Rob Zombie versus Bob Marley ooh okay both of them have dreads I'm going to lean towards Bob Marley and here's why Bob Marley is such a stoner. I don't think he gives one ounce of shit about his nut or ass hair. And I think it just rolls everywhere to where I think maybe Rob Zombie, he has a hot wife, right? Yeah. She probably makes him clean that shit up a little bit, don't you think? Uh, Well, this is where I'm kicking my own ass for not reading another article I had saved for tonight. Because I didn't know we were going to get around to Harry Olympics. Well, I just it got to... about Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie comes from a carnival and circus family. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, I didn't know that. 
knowing now, that? That's, that now, now that's I didn't know that till today, and now that throws his uh, whole character into place. Okay, I'm going to have to go with Rob Zombie. I'm going to have to switch my vote. Rob Zombie gets it because more evidence came in at the last minute. I went over this evidence. And because of this uh, evidence, I'm changing my vote. I was going to read that story while you. You know what? Read it. Tomorrow's podcast, read that story, okay? Okay. Okay, Rob Zombie for me. Got my vote. All right. So, so far, Abe Lincoln, Rob Zombie. Now we go to the bands. Well, are we going to finish these two up? Oh, do you want to finish these two up before we go to the band? Okay. All right. Abe Lincoln right. against no, Rob let's Zombie. Go, let's go to the bands. Okay. Let's go to the bands. Okay. Bands. Give us a, give us a minute to think about Yeah, this. Yeah, that's why I wanted to go to the bands. Is give me a minute to kind of figure out what I'm going to do about the other situation. So. Okay. Our final bands. My Twisted Sister against your Allison James. I'm going to go with Alice in Chains just because they were grunge and had huge beards and they didn't give a shit. They were sloppy. They they, they wore torn up jeans. They wore um, um, they 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 wore um, you know fucking flannel and and just they dressed down T-shirts. Um, Twisted Sister wore a lot of tight outfits, a lot of leatherish stuff. I think that it gets so hot in that leather that you would have to do a certain amount of grooming. Otherwise, you are just fucking sweating through that leather and the pleather and the spandex. Rob? Oh, my God, Mark. You just swayed my vote. All right, Allison. I was all for Twisted Sister till you just said that. You're correct on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought okay, about... Okay, Allison Chains is this round's band champion. Yay! Good job, Allison Chains. Jerry Cantrell, I'm sorry I missed your concert, but I had to work that night. So, okay. So now we go back to the matchup between Abe Lincoln and Rob Zombie. Abe Lincoln, you have Old West hygiene, but Rob Zombie, you have hair everywhere, dreads, and carny. I'm going for Rob Zombie. The carny would offset the Old West hygiene. So that right there, Old West hygiene. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, now, wait a second. No, it'd be close. It would be close. How how old was Abe Lincoln when he got killed? Okay, don't you have to be 35 to be president, right? 35 years old. I think that was yeah, still intact yeah. back then. So he was probably well over 35. I would say he would be probably maybe 50-something. And how, yeah, Rob Zombie's probably pretty close to that. Yes. Well, we can't use the old age thing. Hey, hang on. Go for his old age rule. No, 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 because both of them are uh, too young. Let's give it to my man, Rob Zombie. Okay, Rob Zombie it is. All right. Oh, damn. Damn. Oh, yeah. When we get to a round where we bring back our last winner, that's going to be a good matchup right there, buddy. What is it? What's our last winner? Dave Mustang. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Okay, yeah. Okay. Our next round's looking up. All right, so our winners of round two are Rob Zombie 
and Allison Chains in the band category. I think those are two solid ones, don't you? Very solid. Very solid. All right. Okay. Well, then now we have to each come up with another list, don't we? Give us just uh, two, three weeks, and we'll we'll be back up and running. We're bringing the shit show back. So, all right. Okay, everybody, thank you for listening. We are officially done for tonight, and we're hopefully going to get a podcast in tomorrow night if I can get around a couple of things. We will be talking to you at that point. So, anyhow, I mean, it's not like we're, like, doing a time race against downloads on this month. This month has just been incredible. Yeah. I'm going to try to jot down some emails. We're trying to stay on a weekly schedule. Emails have been booming too. I'm going to get. I'm going to get to them. I'm sorry. Look, if it's something that you're just giving us a compliment, number one, thank you. Number two, I'm not going to respond because it, it doesn't warrant anything. I mean, I'm just thanking you for saying, "Hey, I listen, love you guys, keep it up." We got a lot of those. I just don't have time to respond to all of them. So everybody that done that, thank you. Um, all the stuff that yeah, requires answers. Each and everybody that took the time to email. Yes. So I'm probably not going to be able to answer you guys, but thank you for sending in the notes of encouragement and, and all that. Now, anything that requires an answer, I'm going to try to answer. So anyhow, I'm just way behind. Right. So thank you, everybody. And I wished I could send my email, set it up to Rob, but the way that, that uh, Yahoo's designed, I cannot share it. So I can't have Rob helping me, so it's just me doing it. So anyhow, I have a full-time yeah, job. I'm, I'm still working on the Facebook page. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you have some, some new things s- I got to work. I mean, we're up and running. There's some things I got to. This out. this is Rob Rad's two douchebags and a microphone, not the original one. This is the new in the new new one that pertains to what we are one. today. Yes. So, anyhow, thank you, everybody. We will talk to you hopefully tomorrow night. Have a good night. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh, my God. Someone took a dump in the corner. Oh, jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.